You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. There's been a bunch of changes here in the studio, and Doug looks more in his element than I've ever seen him before. And usually, I know there have been some broadcasts of us recording the podcast before, but it has changed since the last time you saw it. I walked in with a bunch of changes today. Doug's been hard at work since 8 a.m. is what he told me. And now it looks like a very producer-like environment where he's got his flat bill on, raised to the sky. He's got his headphones on, three computers in front of him, a couple in front of me, but three in front of him, a soundboard to his right. And as he takes this picture, I don't know if you're taking a picture or video, but he is taking a picture or some media of some sort allowing everybody to see exactly the setup that you've got here and it looks amazing like you put in a lot of work to this it looks great and as soon as you sat down and ready to record I could see the euphoria reign over you as soon as you were ready to get this thing started yeah this is much more comfortable for me we're looking at one another we were sitting at like a bean shaped table and it was not. It was a bean shape. It, yeah, and it was a small table. We've got the L-shaped desk now. I've got the board right next to me. Uh, and th- the whole reason we're doing this is because I've turned this room now into a control room. This used to be where we shot a lot. I mean, if you've seen anything on YouTube that we've done for Locked on Hornets, you've seen this room. But I've I've turned this into the control room now, and now we're going to shoot out on the studio floor. Exciting times here at the Buy Gittimer Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. You look like a DJ about ready to drop some sick beats. And I've always been impressed with the beats that you've put a part of this podcast from day one. I've been impressed with it. And it seems like, again, an environment that is conducive to you dropping very sick beats out there. Oh, I'm going to drop so many <laughs> sick beats. It's, it's going to lock- be fire. <laughs> it's the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail and Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson. L-O-H. <laughs> We're going to get, I like it. I want to get a mashup of something maybe from the show and then set a beat to it. It's very Lebetardian. That would be pretty much stealing, but that's what people do in podcasting and in radio. They steal content all the time. See you guys. I would be down for that. <laughs> I want a little bit. I want to get a music bed, and I want to see you come in with maybe some Hornets audio that we have. Why don't you find some Hornets audio? Yes. I want I want various drops of Hornets audio all throughout the day, and then maybe we can try to figure out some kind of beat that you want to drop at the end of this. Yeah, Lambo! First off, let's get started with the game that we have tonight, even though it's probably all big picture stuff right now with the Charlotte Hornets not having really all that much of a shot at the playoffs. What? Now. Even <laughs> it's, it's Hold news. On. To, it's, yeah, I don't mean to bring down the bad news for you here, Doug, but 5-0 and probably doesn't even get it done for you. 5-0, and not going to get it done. And so now everything is focused to the bigger picture stuff, and we'll talk plenty about Kimball Walker, whether he stays or whether he leaves, and plenty of stuff like that. But now you do have the Pelicans and if you want to focus on the Pelicans tonight be my guest I'll leave that all to you well I will I'm going to drop all kinds of knowledge about the New Orleans Pelicans but I want to say that I think the Hornets have been focused on the big picture they just sort of happened to stumble back into no, the you're playoff absolutely right. picture well I'm saying it but it brought other people into the playoff and it was a trap not a yeah. fell for it he put it as That's his Twitter name it was absolutely Admiral Akbar letting it he didn't let us know 
There's a lot of people that got fooled by it, but you're right. They stumbled into it. They put a whole bunch of guys that were young out there who have the freshest legs in the NBA. Freshest legs in the NBA. And they started to win a couple of games nobody expected. And now this is a team that kind of fooled you into thinking they were going to be a playoff picture team. And then, of course, they go out in this West Coast trip. And uh, luckily, the strong ones, they held together on this. And I feel like you and I were among them. I want to play a game called Can You Name Two Starters on the New Orleans Orleans Pelicans roster? According to these game notes, I will go ahead and give you a hint that Anthony Davis is out of this game. So it's not Anthony Davis. Can you can you give me well, two other starters? I mean, I did a little bit of research, so it wouldn't be fair for me to do so. Okay, but. well, I will ask the audience without <laughs> looking it up, without <laughs> Googling. Just test yourself right now. Yeah, can you possibly name two other starters? Because I'm looking at this. Jaleel Okafor right. is going to be your starting center in this game. The guards, not there's no uh, Drew Holiday in this list, it's Alfred Payton, former Orlando Magic, uh, great hair. Ian Clark, uh, he played for the Warriors, right, for yes, a few he did. seasons. Kenrick Williams. Uh, look, I follow <laughs> basketball. I'm sorry. I have no idea who Kenrick Williams is or what he can do. I'm sorry. How many people had Kenrick Williams starting for the New Orleans Pelicans at the end of the season? Rookie year out of TCU. Kenrick Williams. No, you're right. That's a weird one. I feel like a couple of these guys are just straight-up stars in college. Jalil Okafor was a star. Anthony Davis, of course, was a star in college. I feel like that's probably it for a lot of NBA teams. But each one more just screams, I was awesome in college to me. Kenrick Williams had a career-high 16 rebounds at Houston. He's the first player since Blake Griffin with 16-plus rebounds in one of his first 15 career games. And I don't believe anything you say as far as Anthony Davis is going to be out. (laughs) Anthony Davis is coming back in this game. Uh, I got that, yeah. He's going to play 48 minutes, and then he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season after this Hornets game is done. Anthony Davis will find a way. He'll play 49 minutes. (laughs) And, And regulation. He'll find a way in regulation to play. They're going to bring back Chris Paul. It's going to be a flashback. It's going to be a flashback Wednesday if there was such a thing. Chris Paul is going to come back and play in this game. A healthy Tyson Chandler. David West is going to be suiting up at the four. They're going to bring back the ghost of Pete Maravich. All of those guys are going to find a way to play against the Charlotte Hornets because that's just the breaks and the way they've been for the Hornets this season. All of those guys are going to be in a Hornets uniform or a Pelicans uniform tonight. There's a section of the Pelicans game notes called Pelicans Hornets Connections. <laughs> I can't think of one. How is the first one not always <laughs> New Orleans stole the team from Charlotte? I can think of one. Actually, it is. I'm sorry. I was. Uh, is it the first one? Yeah. The New Orleans franchise. Does it say stole though? Did the pel- does it say stole? No, it's their game note, so they're going to sugarcoat it. But it says the New Orleans franchise was originally known as the New Orleans Hornets after the franchise relocated from Charlotte. No, after you stole it from Charlotte. I was about to say we all know what happened. Please, they're trying to <clears throat> play that off as if they didn't steal that team from us. We absolutely know what happened. But you're right. I can think of quite a bit of connections. Former Hornets that were former Pelicans and former New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, I can think of quite a few. Probably still have a box of Eldon Campbell Beanie Babies sitting in an <laughs> office somewhere. Thanks for joining us here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. We'll take a quick break. One NBA star couldn't even see, and he was destroying the entire league. We'll talk about it next year on LOH. Please listen carefully. You're telling me this guy couldn't see his entire life his entire NBA career, his entire college career, 
and still he was putting up numbers like this. Steph Curry. Steph Curry, the little excerpt from an article written on him recently. Here's the excerpt for you. He says, quote, I started wearing contacts, Curry said late Tuesday, pulling his white, quote, 10 in the town hat down on his head, creating an awning for his beaming eyes. He said, no, I'm serious. Mm, who wrote that? I was wearing contacts. I don't know. I don't have the author, uh, author up here right Delicious. here. Delicious. Yeah, it is. So the other paragraph is, for all of his career, his life even, Curry has had issues with his eyes. He said he has a condition called keratoconus is how I'm going to pronounce it, known in the ophthalmology field as KC. Technically, it's an eye disease in which the cornea, normally in a circle, progressively thins and takes on a cone shape. This distortion has given Curry what is known as an astigmatism, which is a type of error in the way the light bends when entering the eye. It doesn't distribute the light equally to the retina and leads to blurred or distorted vision. Wait, is it astigmatism or astigmatism? Uh, it's astigmatism, A, at the beginning of that. So it's 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 astigmatism or is it astigmatism? Astigmatism. I still don't know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> it is it is spelled a s t i g if that helps. So what was that disease called? K C. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, K C. I, I got a disease called K F C. It's whenever I uh, see a K F C commercial, <laughs> I have to immediately find a K F C and order as much food as possible. I'm sorry, that's not a laughing matter. Are you all right? What are the symptoms of that? Are you okay? Are you getting them treated? Uh, the symptoms are a desire for gravy. <laughs> um, I have uh, upsize disease as well. Uh, and uh, heart disease. Uh, heart, no, I. You're literally. You literally have a disease. Heart disease. Uh, thoughts and prayers, Doug. Hope. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, please, because <laughs> they're they're, that, they're going to cut, they're going to cut my foot off. <laughs> I also have diabetes. That's that's gonna happen. I apologize. That's KFC disease, and that turned real fun into real serious. Let's move on. Steph Curry now is going to set the league on fire because he can finally see again and. Well, maybe not. I, you think this actually messes with him? Well, look, at you're changing something in the equation, right? I mean, this was something, I don't know if it fluctuated, got better, got worse uh, during certain years or when he or when he did something or didn't do something. If, but if it was a constant and he's been accounting for it, I mean, you said it was his whole basketball career, right? Well, it was his whole bat. So that's why he's been shooting from 35 feet out. It's because he I mean, couldn't the, see and he thought the three-point line was there the whole time. Look, the kid from Rookie of the Year wasn't messing with that arm, that's right? True. I no, mean, he wasn't good. He wasn't even going to shower that thing. I mean, you can't float it and get outs consistently. You can get it out in the final out of the game and make sure that your team wins, but you can't just continually float it like, and is it Henry Rowan Gartner? I think that is the pitcher in Rookie of the Year. You can't just completely float it every single time you go out there. You had to keep the arm worse, and so you wonder... Does Steph Curry just go out there without contacts now? Or what happens is so what happens is if he goes into the playoffs and plays terribly, does he try to damage his eyes in some way? Does he just go outside and stare at the sun for five minutes? There are I I'm surprised at how many references are popping up in my head. I'm surprised that you did have a great one with Henry Rowengartner. I thought of Freddie Freeman, who this really did happen to. The problem is it actually helped him. But Phoebe and friends has the flu voice and she sounds amazing and she loses it and all of a sudden she can't sing anymore. My stinky shoes. It's unbelievable how many references we were able to come up with and I hope that doesn't fall on Steph Curry. I hope he doesn't fall victim to this. I hope he has healthy eyes and that helps him play basketball better. His three-point percentage is actually up this season, 43.8 versus 42.3 last season. So we're saying just don't wear contacts. Fair enough. I think that's probably the way. I'm just saying blind yourself. 
watching get the, worse <laughs> just completely blind yourself that's the way we want you to go the jump yesterday rachel nichols actually she was not on the show i think it was amino how me and hell hassan uh byron scott and paul pierce were all on the show yesterday and paul pierce uh discussed with kimba walker what a good fit for him might be as we discussed yesterday mm-hmm. you think he's gone yes. i was at i've been trending down as the season has gotten worse I'm pretty much, if I were to put percentages on it, I'd probably go 30% that he stays, 70% that he's gone. I'd feel that's probably where I fall right now. And I, I do think that the odds favor that he leaves. They were discussing the same thing. What teams out there would be a good fit for Kimba Walker? Paul Pierce mentions the Utah Jazz. And I don't know if that's the first time that's been brought up, but I think it's the first time it's been brought up uh, at least since the trade deadline. And so the Utah Jazz, they were in heavy discussion bringing on Mike Conley from the Grizzlies. That eventually didn't happen, and he lost his buddy Marcus Gasol to the Toronto Raptors. But Kimba Walker, I think, would be a very good addition with the Utah Jazz. Here's the question. How much of a gut punch would that be to everybody that is a Hornets fan to watch the backcourt of Utah destroy the NBA, Kimba Walker, and of course, somebody that we could have had in Donovan Mitchell. I would be very happy to see Kimba Walker get some playoff success, get into the second round with a team, if it's the Lakers, if it's you know somebody, but the Jazz, oh my God, it would be a gut punch because it would be almost a because nightly... Because you like that fit. would be a nightly reminder. Yeah, yeah it's a great it's fit. It's a great fit. It's an amazing fit, but I don't want him to go there because it's going to be a nightly reminder of the missed opportunities that the Hornets presented for Kemba Walker, and then that giant missed opportunity in not taking Donovan Mitchell despite Steve Clifford obviously sending overtures that he wanted that player. So the Utah Jazz, in order to make this happen, I Derek Favors is constantly somebody that's been thrown out there in trade discussions because there's always been the weird fit with him and Rudy Gobert. Sometimes they've made it work, sometimes they haven't. I think mostly it's been the latter, that mostly it hasn't been working out when those two guys are on the court at the same time. So they can get out of his contract at the end of this season. They decided that they were going to hold on to him, but they can get out of it, and he's making $16.9 million right now. You lose him, Ricky Rubio is in a contract deal, or contract year, I should say. You lose him. All of a sudden, that frees up 30 mil for you. And then, of course, after that, it's just your KFC gravy, and you can make that happen easily. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say something that I don't quite have all the knowledge on, so I could be um, proven to be an idiot here. So uh, just watch out for this. I'm all for that. But if Kemba does get all NBA, would that give the Hornets and Kemba a little bit of leverage to go after a sign-and-trade situation and basically the Hornets would threaten the league, hey, we're going to sign him to the Supermax deal, uh, but you know maybe we would be willing to deal and give you a chance to have him at the Supermax level. Yeah, I wonder if that would be something that could possibly happen. The Because their Supermax, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Hornets' Supermax would be bigger than anyone else's Supermax. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, well, it's it's just the Hornets. Oh, okay. No, See, I because told you. no, I no. Told you so, I was going right. to go out on a limb. I knew I was going to go out on the diving <laughs> board and eventually go overboard. Well, I mean, you should have stopped because when you stopped, you sounded, I think, of fine. course, I, of course. When I pull into KFC, I should stop, and then they have the delicious chicken tenders and then the wings. So the Hornets are going to be the only team that's able to offer him a supermax and that's mashed what, potatoes. That's what's the. <laughs> 
that's what makes the offer so lucrative for Kimba if he stays here. If he gets the All-NBA selection. If he gets All-NBA. And we're just going to name potato wedges and names. I forgot about the potato. (laughs) What is the best KFC side? I'm here for that. Because potato wedges, people love the potato wedges. For me, it's a little too much potato. I like a little bit more crunchy on the outside. I'm going with mashed potatoes and gravy. The biscuits are fantastic, but I think mashed potatoes and gravy are better. The problem with the biscuits is that when you when you hold them up to Bojangles, they they completely fall apart. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. Like I'm not to go complete nada on you, but Bojangles. I like Bojangles biscuits in the morning. Oh, hold on now. I like Bojangles a lot. I'm just saying KFC. It's not really all that far behind. Like KFC is good stuff too. I'm gonna be honest, the, the the corn, the sweet corn from KFC. I can leave the corn. It's great, and you put it in a bowl. Ho <laughs> ho. Well, you remember the KFC bowls that came out where you just put a whole bunch of food in a bowl and mix it together. That's what I'm saying. That's what you wanted. That's that, what I, that, I want it right now. That's why you don't have a foot anymore, because of bowls like that. I got another one. <laughs> you just just hop around. You can hop on your way to KFC. I got one foot and three bowls, and, and fix your craving. But you're right. So you're you're not right. It's the it's the Hornets that would be able to offer him the Supermax. And then I, I the sign and trade thing. Like people have thrown that that out there. They just don't happen. And I don't think that's a good enough answer to why that won't happen with Kimba. But they just don't happen anymore. You know, Chris Paul is the last guy that I can think of that had a sign-and-trade, and I really can't think of anybody else, and that was a couple of years ago that Chris Paul underwent that sign-and-trade because he was able to make so much more money. And so is that are we in a weird area to where a lot of people have been discussing the All-NBA team isn't exactly great for Kimba, but what if it is if you can trade Kimba, if you sign him to that, is there another team that would be willing to take on that contract? Now, that's the risk you would take. Because Brian Windhorst, as he talked about it before, how complex the situation is, are you risking the fact that another team wouldn't want to get that big of a contract on their books? Now, the Rockets and the Clippers, I believe they made this deal already. Like, hey, we're going to give Chris Paul the the biggest contract he can possibly get, and then we're going to send him your way. Y'all good? Daryl Moore is like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and send him that way. So you don't make that big Supermax contract unless you have a deal in place with another team like the Rockets and the Clippers did. That would be the only way that you do that, though, because other than that, then you're taking the risk that you keep Kimba Walker on a Supermax contract because I don't love the contract, especially especially when you can't change the roster after you keep a guy like Kimba with that money. If the Warriors have a meaningless game coming up, shouldn't Steph Curry at least try to play with a blindfold? We'll move on and talk a little bit more about the Charlotte Hornets Couldn't after hurt. this quick break and where he potentially fits. Also, we have some other things going on next in the Lockdown right. Hornets podcast. I patch. The Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. One of the shots is Godzilla just, of course, rising out of the sea, ready to fight all the other Godzilla monsters that are attacking Earth. And I was like, ah, oh, it's Frank Kaminsky. That's exactly what Frank did. He Ferocious. Where has he been? He just comes out of the ocean. You made that. That was, that was quite the sound. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
I want to talk to you guys about WiseCam. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all and is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. Even if you're Steph Curry, it allows you to see anything from anywhere. Wise has a 1080p full HD images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision, and two-way audio. Wise mission is to bring amazing smart home products accessible to everyone, and you can check on your home anytime with Wise's app's live stream, connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus, and you can live stream with eight times the digital zoom. Wise also has free rolling 14-day cloud storage as well as no subscriptions. Nothing is too small for Wisecam to watch, and I'll tell you what, put one of these bad boys in front of the TV, turn it on to Fox Sports Southeast before you head out to dinner with the family or whatever errand that you want to run. And if you're a diehard fan and want to watch the Hornets Pelicans game tonight, you can pull up the camera on your phone and watch Anthony Davis play the full 49 minutes for the first time since the All-Star break and then be completely shut down for the rest of the season. It works with your mobile phone from anywhere and again you can get free rolling 14-day cloud storage go to wise.com slash locked on hornets again that's wise.com slash locked on hornets to get the guaranteed lowest price oh walker i know this show has been steph curry heavy but i just stumbled upon this people.com article from today headline steph curry says he gets his quote grit and quote competitiveness from his mother, she is so fierce. And I believe it. I mean, his mom was an athlete as well, but kind of leaving out Dadsky there, Del Curry. Oh, well, man, I mean, that's – of course you're going to go with mom, right? I mean, I feel like that's probably the safest bet of them all. Just just go with mom, say that she's the one that gave you the fierce and the competitiveness, and I feel like Poor you're going to still – get all of the the home-cooked meals that you could ever ask for in your entire life. And remember, Sonia is the one that I think hit the half-court shot mm-hmm. from behind her back not too long ago. Totally. And that, that whole family is ridiculous. He says, and she is like so fierce and bold and to the point direct that I tell her I get my grit and my competitiveness and my fire from her. How about Christian Wood? There's a former Hornets name for you. Christian Wood plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Not only does he play, he plays well, Doug. How about this stat line for you? The last four games that the Pelicans have played against his first game, I think back with New Orleans against Houston. So I think with New Orleans, he played with the Milwaukee Bucks, if I'm not mistaken, they let him go. He got picked up with the Pelicans against the Rockets. I believe that was his first game with New Orleans. He scored seven points, goes three of five from the field, nothing there. The last three games, he's played 32 minutes, 28 minutes, 27 minutes. They've been one and two, but his stat line, he's seven of nine in that game against Atlanta. He scores 23 points, hits a three-pointer. In their win against the Kings, he scores 25 points, 11 of 16, and he shoots five of 13 against the Lakers and scores 15 points. So the last three games, he scored 15 points or more. Christian Wood. The G League All-Star for the Hornets that we kept around for quite a long time and eventually gave up on because I guess there wasn't enough shown. Well, to be fair to the Hornets, like, yeah, we we got he got opportunities with Charlotte and had a good Clippers game. Wasn't ready. Some of these players, they just it takes time, it takes different locations, and something clicks and they find a team and, and everything works he out. He found good his for him. Nick Collison. Who is the Nick Collison in New Orleans that made him hit the cold tub like he did Jeremy Lamb? Who is the Nick Collison for 
Christian Wood. Well, it's because he's balling right uh, now. Maybe it was Alfred Payton. Hey, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know, I can't really transition. I just found this fun stat in the Pelicans. Hey, speaking game of Nick Collison. Yeah, speaking of Nick Collison, Pelicans rookie guard Frank Jackson has been consistent in his increased role. By the way, I'm just reading from the game notes. Uh, since uh, since February 27th, Jackson has averaged 15.4 points on 47% shooting from the field, including 30%, 37% from three-point range. Frank Jackson originally drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. Yep. That's the connection. Uh, there you I go. I should have just said, speaking of Charlotte Hornets draft, even though we weren't speaking about that either. Traded for Dwayne Bacon, right? They moved back in order to get Dwayne Bacon in that draft, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that's worked out fine for oh, the Charlotte Hornets. Just fine, especially now. Maybe, if not, if you ask us that a month prior, but now it feels like it's a great move that Dwayne Bacon has been playing well. And we never did get an answer on why Dwayne Bacon did not play but for only five minutes in their last game out. We asked Rick. He didn't know as well. So you wonder if Dwayne Bacon is going to get back to about the 20 minutes that you would hope and expect that he gets uh, and, and get back to playing some really good basketball. Hopefully that he does. Frank Jackson uh, played uh, his college ball at Duke University. Duke University out of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> and I am glad. And you were very happy about that. We had such a nuanced and sophisticated conversation about this the other day it was off air just kind of shooting the you know what and asking Doug just about his time at North Carolina how much he still watches college sports and all of that and he mentioned you know I there was a time where I hated Duke and just for being a different shade of blue and just being Duke and that made sense to me you know a lot of that made sense to me at the time but now I'm just you know what like I don't really hate Duke like that. Like they're, you know, whatever. Like I'm going to pull against him here and there, but I there was a time that I really did hate him. And then I see him on Twitter not too long ago. I guess it was the Michigan State game where they lose and it's a big old capital letters, I guess, go to hell Duke. <laughs> <laughs> GTHD. All capital letters. Very different from the civilized, sophisticated pinky out conversation that we had about sports hatred and how beneath you that it is well you know i was in a i was in suffolk punch i was in a bar and there were a lot of people (laughs) cheering against duke and i guess it just it just took me back i had a flashback back to my unc days just rooting for duke misery also this gold wire kid that duke has he gets on my nerves oh he's the quintessential he's the quintessential duke player yeah exactly he's just he's a terror on defense he hits threes out of nowhere and he's awful at three-point shooting except the time he played against carolina right and he also hit a big one against ucf if i'm not mistaken Get out of here, gold wire. Get out. (laughs) Both of us. Both of us channeling our inner hatred for gold wire. Real quickly before we end here today, I do want to mention something pretty cool the Hornets are doing. So the Hornets, they'll launch an eSports brand and become the 22nd team in the NBA 2K League ahead of the 2020 season. And their ownership group, Hornets Sports Entertainment, they announced that today. So the announcement comes the day after the second season of the NBA 2K League, and it kicked off in Long Island City, Queens, New York, on Tuesday. The Hornets are the latest team to join the league as the league looks to expand further to include both domestic, including the remaining eight NBA teams who currently do not participate, and international teams. What I want to know is if this Hornets E-League team, eSports League team, wins a championship before the (laughs) Charlotte Hornets get to an Eastern Conference Finals, would that make you proud or would that enrage you? I'm going to set the over-under at 35 and a half. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to bet that I'll basically put, I'll put this I'll put this on Twitter. I, I basically think that there's probably going to be only one guy that's really good, and you basically have the four other people on this five on five league that are okay, but nobody that can really play second fiddle to the real gamer on that team. The E League team takes the form of their sponsor. Now the thing is, I wonder if this big time gamer that they have, how much how long do they have him locked up for? You know, is he is he eligible for a super game contract? A super Nintendo contract? Yeah. I wonder, you know, and at that point, does it make sense to not just get rid of everybody and try to get a whole bunch of really good gamers, but you do risk getting rid of this excellent gamer? I don't know. That's my take on the two. What about their young players? They're eight, nine year olds. Well, I mean, they came out of nowhere, Doug. I mean, these guys are playing Tetris and they're okay. Like they're getting sent back and forth playing Tetris to actually playing 2K. But now they're playing 2K at a high level. And I have to think they just had to get I think they just had to learn a little bit more on the sticks. And finally, now they're playing pretty well. I would like to see where this 2K League goes. That's my analysis of them. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Hornets. Out. Out.